Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day. None other than my brother from another mother, comedian, actor, and author, host of the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Mr. Ricky Smiley, always a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day. Donald Trump, Donald Trump admitted he wants to be a dictator. And then after he admits he will in fact be a dictator, he says everyone took his statement out of context. And he provided additional context by admitting he actually did say he wants to be a dictator. I kid you not. Uh, let's put him up for a mask. According to Politico, in New York, the chairman of an Austrian political party founded by ex-Nazis, the conservative Twitter star behind the anti-trans Bud Light backlash, and former President Donald Trump all walked into a bar. This is not the setup of a joke. This actually happened. This was on Saturday night in Manhattan, amid Butler delivered service. You had ball gowns and a five course French service meal. Characters from all corners of the Republican Party's MAGA faction gathered for a night of dinner, drinking, and love of country, end quote. Trump, the New York Young Republican Club's 111th annual gala keynote speaker, Deliver. Quote, we want to liberate America because we're in a country that's in a lot of pain right now, a lot of hurt, Trump told the crowd during his 80 minute long speech. Another quote, this campaign is on a righteous crusade to rescue our nation from a very corrupt political class. On the heels of a reaffirmed gag order, a debate largely differential, Republican opponents and near slam dunk poll numbers for the Iowa caucuses just weeks away, Trump made his pledge for a return to the White House. The former president also addressed his comments earlier this week, where he said he would not be a dictator except for day one. End quote. If he returns to office in 2025. Peter Baker today in the New York Times said that I want to be a dictator. Trump said, referencing an article from the newspaper's chief White House correspondent. Trump quote, I didn't say that. I said I want to be a dictator for one day. You know why I wanted to be a dictator? Because I want a wall. I want to drill, drill, drill. Trump said, adding that Democrats' newest hoax is to label him a threat to democracy. The former president was preaching to his base on Saturday as a mix of firebrand conservative media icons, solo far-right lawmakers, and wealthy MAGA-loving donors chanted his name and cheered pro-Trump speeches from carefully plated banquet tables. It's called buying access. So is this not ironic? Donald Trump literally says, I want to be a dictator, but I want to be a dictator for one day. And then after I'm a dictator, you know, whatever. Somebody decides to requote his quote. He then says it's taken out of context. He doesn't actually want to be a dictator. Once again, he only wants to be a dictator for one day. What is Trump doing? The blueprint is evident. Donald Trump utilizes what we call binary marketing schemes. He preaches for a verdict. So he will offer the blueprint. He will provide context for the blueprint. And if people accept the first rough draft of the political blueprint, he then gives you the updated version, the edited one. And then he gives you a polished one, okay? But this is him testing the idea. He has proclaimed what he will do if he gets power again. He will be adverse to the US Constitution. He will oppose rule of law. 
he will go against the United States Supreme Court. And he can do this according to one of his officials from the campaign, because it's going to take the Supreme Court a while to get around to even reviewing what Donald Trump has done to the nation. Now, you don't really have to listen to his propaganda. You can simply look at his track record, what he attempted to do while being president for four years. If you give this man power again, you can kiss your precious democracy goodbye. And let me say this about Democrats. Democrats have some blame here too. Every election you all told working class people all across this nation, this is the most important election. This is the most important election. Vote for us, vote for me, I set you free. They voted for you, they gave you the power. You get the power and then you argue with us about how you don't have the power to do the things you said you would do. And now people are either A, done with you because of frustration, lack of delivery. Or B, they feel as if you're too weak to actually stop the Trump train. All right, Ricky, it's a hell of a thing. The man has admitted um, he does in fact wanna be a dictator. The only context is he's saying for only one day, but the damage a dictator can do in one day can be irrevocable. What say you? No, uh, Dr. Richie, this, this is this story right here. It won't just be for one day. It'll be every day of his presidency. Right. Um, you see him getting close to people like uh, the president of North Korea and Putin. And uh, it is obvious that Joe Biden is uh, are close to. And then what, what it's going to do for NATO as well. Uh, yep. We have to really get out and vote because de- democracy is at stake. Plus, you might have Clarence Thomas uh, maybe resigning soon, and we need that seat on the United States uh, Supreme Court. But we cannot afford to have another four years of Donald Trump because uh, uh, when Hillary Clinton ran, nobody took the election seriously. Everybody just assumed that she was going to win. And now you got a man that's hungry for power, and he will be way more dangerous, way more dangerous than he was uh, in the past, he he's mad at everybody. He's gonna take it out on everybody. People are probably gonna go to jail. He's gonna go and uh, try to prosecute all of his political enemies. And you know, uh, fascism and racism and and everything. We, we're gonna start seeing a, a, a whole lot of stuff. So uh, we really have to get out here and vote. And Donald Trump is dangerous and not good for democracy. Uh, yeah. So it's it's something to be worried about. He is up in the polls, and 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 the more he talk about dictatorship and everything else that goes bad, even with his court cases, how does that make your numbers go up in the polls? That's crazy. It it definitely is, you know, counterintuitive, right? Uh, and it and says I a concur. lot about our country and the mindset right. of the people in the country as well. That's the part because you got to have a consumer class in politics for this to work. So there are people consuming the brand of Donald Trump. And I don't think that level of support goes away for him. Um, I think it only, uh, it, I think it only gets enhanced because a lot of the people, if not most of them, they support Donald Trump because they are antithetical to the concept of democracy. Democracy started to make gains. Democracy started to create some some places of equitable outcomes, and they didn't want that. So now the right. formation of government must change for them. So we're not going to win an argument with them talking about democracy. They don't want democracy, they've made it clear. All right, we'll give you updates as they come. Uh, Here is one of them, remember, we talked about this last week. We have a major update, Alabama man changing his tire. Uh, He gets arrested, he's handcuffed, and the officer decides to tase him in the back. I wanna remind you of the video, here it is. Right there on the front of the car. Straight street. I don't got, I ain't doing it, bro. I got gun right there. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm saying, what you saying? Oh, yeah, fuck. I'm not. Oh, my God. Stop. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, damn, damn. Oh, my fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You want it again?
Because he was big and bad. Shut your bitch ass up. So sad, right? Put it up for a mass. We are the first outlet to bring you the name of that officer who did this to the young man. The officer is Dana Elmore. Micah Washington, the man who was seen in the viral video crying and being shocked, uh, finally spoke out about the trauma and the incident. Washington told WBMA he was on his way to pick up his brother on December 2nd, when his tire had a bad blowout. When he was approached by reform police officer Dana Elmore and demanded to show ID, he said he was confused because it was not a traffic stop. He still gave his ID, but asked the officer why she wanted it. So understand what's happening. He has complied, okay? Following that moment, were the events of the viral video where Washington is seen being detained and at some point taunted with a stun gun. There's more. So the lawyer told WBMA, quote, the only thing that was going on in his mind was George Floyd, George Floyd, George Floyd. Because at one point, Elmore, talking about the cop, had her foot on his back while he was lying on the ground. And then he was having a hard time breathing and he was yelling that. And that prompted his brother to start recording, said Washington's attorney Leroy Maxwell to ABC News. According to uh, The Root, Officer Elmore's behavior isn't only a sketchy thing. In her arrest report, she claimed she found seven grams of cocaine and fentanyl on Washington, resulting in a fentanyl trafficking charge. However, a judge granted his motion to dismiss the charge because he failed to test positive for fentanyl. ABC's report found Elmore is now on leave pending the investigation, and Washington is left mentally recovering from the entire incident. Um, there's more. Washington told WBMA, quote, I try to act okay, but I am really traumatized. I don't know how to feel about police now, he told WBMA. I just want justice. I would love an apology. Washington was hit with five charges, including resisting arrest and possession of a firearm while being an ex-felon. That's according to the Pickens County Sheriff's Office. The police chief, Richard Black, said in a statement that he was aware of the video and the department is turning over all materials related to the matter to the Alabama State Bureau of Investigation for review. That's according to NBC News. The officer who um, wasn't named at the time has been placed on leave pending investigation. But as I said, we were able to find that name conclusively last week. Put up the picture again of the officer and her attacking an individual handcuffed. What you're looking at is a criminal act. That is a criminal act. There is absolutely no reason to utilize a taser improperly on a human being who is handcuffed bent over a vehicle as you have ordered and you decide to tase the person. And keep in mind, even if the individual was trying to move or get away while handcuffed, the use of the taser is still illegal. Understand those handcuffs are made of metal. There's electricity going through his body. You are told in training, you do not use a taser in that situation, period. That person could die. Now, she should have been arrested that same day. Um, it's ironic. One of the police officers or former police officers that has come on Indisputable to debate me about policing tactics in America. He literally went on my Instagram page the other day and said that officer should have been arrested. That's a jailable offense, what she did. And he's outraged that an officer would act so egregiously against someone who is 
absolutely in compliance, who absolutely is handcuffed, and who absolutely is under control, under control. And you utilize a weapon like that against them. And then the words obviously just add to the narrative of the effect that you see. Ricky, um, this is this is in your home state. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, slave patrol at it again, uh, dehumanizing him, uh, uh, talking to him like she's his mother, like he's not a grown man. Do you want some more? You know, tasing him while he uh, was in handcuffs. He could have had a heart attack, yeah. could have died, anything uh, could have happened. Um, and it's not like that. What's the, what's the company again? The Alabama State Investigation Bureau? Yeah. Not going to do anything. Right. Uh, probably made out of uh, a bunch of conservatives, even if it, nothing is probably going to be done about it. Uh, yes, she should have been uh, been arrested. And I'm, I'm shocked that the, uh, the police officer that was debating with you before that came on and agreed that she should be arrested. How is it that uh, you don't think that this is, this happens all the time. This happens all the time. This is like, like you know, like like normal. But the way she talked to him, talked to him like he was less than a man. I uh, was very disrespectful. It was a crime. She should be arrested, and we should be up there uh, marching and, and, and protesting. And, and that this again, why people should get out and vote because the district attorney in that county. Uh, and I uh, should be doing something about it. And I hope the feds get involved. And I'm yeah. not understanding why the United States Justice Department is getting more is getting involved in a lot of these cases. That's just so obvious. I don't understand. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the dynamics we've talked about here. It's a dilemma, right? Because we clearly see civil rights violations being perpetrated by members of law enforcement. And then when there is a prosecution or there is a civil rights charge, we wonder, well, wait a minute, you have some other ones that you missed um, on this side of the country uh, while you're prosecuting on that side of the country. Uh, These things have to be dealt with uh, in a more formidable way uh, in order to transform the narrative. All right, we'll bring you updates as they come. Uh, Imagine you go to a Kia dealership, all right? You had a Kia dealership, you get the police called on you, they are breaking their own policies doing so because you happen to have a cashier's check. Put up the picture full of masks. This is a hell of a story. Illinois, a woman named Said Crockett is fighting back after being wrongfully accused and arrested of using a fraudulent check. It was never fraudulent. Crockett is filing for racial discrimination against McGrath Kia of Highland Park, according to court documents. Crockett's attorneys and the Atlanta Black Star report, quote, Crockett and her uncle first went to the Fifth Third Bank in Chi-Town in Chicago and obtained a cashier's check. This is all very normative from Graves' account, which was legitimate and intended as a birthday gift to his niece. The duo explained to the tellers that they intended to purchase a vehicle with the cashier's check and even called the dealership from the bank to ensure a cashier's check would be proper payment for the intended purchase. The dealership also advised Ms. Crockett that she would not need to bring her uncle with her to make the purchase and she dropped him off at home before heading to the dealership. Let's put up the dealership. I want to remind everyone that this is one of those transactions where you have made communication with the actual dealership. The dealership is involved with the communication via the bank and protocol. And they have informed Ms. Crockett, we are able to accept the cashier's check. It works like cash. We're able to accept it. You do not have to bring your uncle in order to complete the transaction. Everything is above board. They have met every protocol established. Ms. Crockett says she felt unwelcomed walking into the dealer uh, dealership, however, especially by the entirely white staff. After test driving a 2021 Chevy Blazer, Crockett decided she'd like to purchase the vehicle. Quote, when the dealership called Fifth Third Bank to verify the check, they failed, they failed to call the same branch 
okay? They failed to call the same branch, and they were told the check was likely fraudulent without adequate investigation, without any due diligence by the bank. The dealership decides to call 911. So they do no due diligence. Bank does no due diligence. They immediately call 911 on this black woman. Okay? Everything is legit. It's a, it's a gift. It's a gift. And obviously, a gift that was well received and appreciated from a family member. Okay? There's more. The dealership then called 911 and asked for the Highland Park Police Department without bothering to call the correct branch where the check was drawn. Ms. Crockett was arrested despite her pleas to explain what happened. So let me get into the lawsuit. McGrath Kia deviated from his own policy and practice to return checks to customers and decline the sale. That is their policy. You do not call 911 customers with Kia. You're supposed to return the check and say, we declined the sale, all right? When the validity of a check may be in question, McGrath, Kia deviated from this policy and practice based solely upon Ms. Crockett's race and instead called the police to have Crockett be arrested. Ms. Crockett was told she was not a customer of the bank and that she could not verify the check because the computers were down. Officers allegedly replied that, quote, people from those neighborhoods, end quote, were probably using Crockett as a tool to purchase the vehicle with a fraudulent check. All right, keep that picture up. I I want you to understand they have created an entire false narrative about a human being who's trying to spend money with them. They have concluded that she's from a particular community that she has a particular conspiracy going on from that community, that she is likely part of the part of the system of criminality from that community. And obviously, well, we're not going to bother to call anybody else at the bank. The check is just fraudulent. Let's call 911. So Ms. Crocker was arrested, charged with felony forgery. Obviously, it brought her to tears. She ended up having a nervous breakdown. She was not vindicated until several months later on July 18th, when the Lake County State's Attorney's Office finally determined that the check was not fraudulent. No crime had been committed, and all of the charges were immediately dropped. Quote, sorry it took so long, Crocker was told by prosecutors. In a statement by Crocker's attorneys, racial profiling in our community needs to stop. Our client has suffered extreme emotional distress from the incident and has been unable to find gainful employment due to media headlines with both her name and her image. Still visible on the internet today, Ms. Crockett needs justice and she deserves to be treated with both dignity and respect. McGrath Kia has yet to publicly comment on the incident. So they are now uh, being cowards, feckless cowards, after they've made this extreme mistake and uh, turned this woman's life upside down. I'll put her picture up one more time because I want to say so- something directly. Uh, this woman is not a criminal. This woman did nothing illegal. This woman is an upstanding citizen of your society, and you are lucky to have her there, period. All right. Hell of a thing. I guarantee you. If this was anyone else, we would engage in checks and balances, trying to confirm. Then at the end of the day, if you couldn't confirm the check, you hand the check back and say, unfortunately, we're unable to verify and we cannot do business with you per the policy of Kia. Kia, why did you violate your own policy for her? Why did you do that? All right, Ricky, thoughts? Yeah, uh, Dr. Ricky, thank you for doing that for her, giving her some 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 you know some vindication uh to that uh that whole that whole dealership should be fired not not uh not one more african american or anybody of color should walk into that dealership and buy anything and why can't we have money why can't we have a cashier's check you know what i'm saying you, you we talk all the time dr richie 
and we get that look sitting in first class on the plane, yep. you know, what do you do? You know, <laughs> right. you must be a rapper or a basketball player. You know, I, I mean, it, it burns me up. And I asked him, I said, what do you do? You know, how, how did you make it to first class? And um, I, I just now now we have added to the list buying a car while black, purchasing while black, sitting in Starbucks while black. Like you, like you can't do anything living while black, existing while black. And it's just it's just the prejudice, the, the racism and the prejudice right here in 2023. You uh, uncle and work this butt off to give her a gift or whatever, or, or, or no matter where it came from, it's any of your business. If, if, she, if they were doing anything legal, that's between them and the police department. And for them to weaponize the police department to do that to her, she will be traumatized for the rest of her life. And uh, and he, that that dealership should be paid paying for her therapy, attorney fees, sued, and everything else. And they should have gave a key to her and the uncle for free. And, uh, uh, and with an apology, That's it's right. sad and, and stuff like that burns me up because I have a mother and I have a sister and I have daughters, and uh, that's terrible, horrible. And for those who may push back, Ricky, and say in the comment section, uh, well, it, it may not have been about race. Let me say this: find me where this happens routinely to white women, right. white men. Find those stories, send them to me. All right, I'll be happy to cover them. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Always good to be with you. We have a lot of comments. Let me get to as many as I can. I'm kind of pressed for time. Uh, Darth Prater, I like that. Love your show. I've been able to shut down so much ignorance and hate due to the fact that when people argue at work, I can pull up stories from your show and bam, they all shut up. <laughs> and are waking up. Thank you, Dr. Richard. We truly need more like you. Uh, bless you. We need more like you. Iron sharp is iron. That's how it works. Uh, next TYT reporter says Trump getting power again. Feels like one parent has given their toddler a gun. The other parent finally got the gun away in 2020, but now they are considering giving the toddler a gun again, despite everything we tell them. I agree. Okay. And yeah, that's interesting. Um, Tanya Ladd-Murlot, Trump said that Hitler was a good leader. Trump talked about building concentration camps. We need to be careful with that type of person wanting power. All right, and let's go to, thank you, Scott Smith, member for 14 months. We appreciate you. As always, Dr. Richard, thanks for keeping the truth front and center, even when it's unpleasant, because the truth is always indisputable. That's right, thank you. And let's go to Twitch. Yep. Um, Kashka the Merc. We rejected a candidate for misspelling potato. We rejected a candidate because of a horrible laugh. They elected Trump because of the hate, not in spite of it. There you go. I, I mean, we rejected a, a guy who got excited and yelled on the microphone. Howard Dean. Remember that? Okay. Got something for you, ladies and gentlemen. I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel French! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. You're the one with the Christ thing on your car, you dumbass! Man! You impotent piece of I hope your kids get cancer! I gotta say, the way that guy pulled off, perfect response. Okay. Other people may have engaged in a back and forth and may have said something like, ma'am, what's the problem? Why are you talking to me this way? What did I do to you? No, 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 no. But this guy, this person just moved on. Why? Because Karens are like terrorists. You can't negotiate with them. At all. All right, put the picture up full mass. <laughs> I mean, she had a whole 360 situation going on there. Uh, she was letting everybody have some of that Karenicity, except the person recording, 
who decided to actually pull away. Uh, Ricky, I thought this was the perfect response, dear brother. <laughs> now, Ricky, that was a real drive-by. It really was, wasn't it? And 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 I was I was thinking that when she stuck her head out the window, she was gonna put her elbow on that window up button and get her head caught up in that window. Yeah. And I, that that would have been something, but we're glad that that didn't happen and and she's safe. But yeah, she she cursed everybody out, let everybody have it, and she need to raise her seat up too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like she, she could I, I, I don't. Yeah, that that was funny. I, I I actually cracked up when she said, "What are you looking at that dude driving?" Yeah, she's got about it there. That's it. Yeah, Just take cover, take cover. All right, you don't have enough ammunition for this one. Okay. Hell of a thing. Remember the racist guy we covered who decided to be racist in front of the police, called everybody the N-word? Well, he cried in court because he got eight years in prison to serve for. Let me remind you of the incident that made him indisputable famous. Who's to the front in Cherry Hill? The daughter got smashed. Is that what you want? No. And you want to know where I was when all this happened? I don't care. At work, monkey. I don't care where you were. At work. Just like I told the Mount Laurel police, get these monkeys out of here and you can't do That's me talking 3602, Gramercy Way, that's where I live. Come and see me. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, White, why are you back over here? Somebody called me. Someone called you. It's private property. You have no jurisdiction here whatsoever. I do somebody calls me. Hold on. You know what? Hold on. No, no, I'm going to let you do your thing. Go talk to these Go ahead. You go talk to these Let them know what I'm all about and what they're Oh, they came and saw him, all right. Put up the picture for a mask. This is a hell of a narrative. Now, <laughs> uh, the police said, I'm not going to arrest you. I have never heard a cop prophesy that they are not going to arrest somebody. First of all, you don't know the scene. Maybe he has done something illegal, which means you do need to arrest him, right? Well, the courtesies he received. I mean, he's the aggressor. The officer is saying, hey, hey, just let me do my job here. I'm just here to do my job. 47-year-old Edward Matthews, the man from Mount Laurel, New Jersey, whose racist rant went viral in 2021, has been sentenced to eight years in prison on Friday. He pleaded guilty in October. The four counts of bias intimidation, as well as possession of a dangerous substance with intent to distribute. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he was talking all that ish and also a drug dealer. <laughs> this is just insane. There's more. Per NBC 10, Philadelphia, um, an investigation into Matthew started around July 2nd, 2021, as the prosecutor said a resident went to the police department to file a harassment complaint against him. A short time later, officers responded to a residential neighborhood for a report of a man needing to be removed from the area. Upon arrival, officers found Matthews using racial slurs while engaging in verbal altercation with four residents, according to prosecutors. It was revealed during the investigation that he brought upon himself that Matthews had a pattern of abuse against his neighbors, including leaving a threatening note on one of their vehicles. In addition to harassment and using racial slurs, Matthews was also accused of stalking and damaging his neighbor's vehicles and smearing, wait for it, feces on their windows. Videos of Matthews had gone viral showing him harassing and using racial slurs toward his neighbors. One of the videos showed Matthews repeatedly calling a black male, a monkey in the N-word, while bumping his chest and appearing to um, spit in his face. Days later, massive crowds of protesters formed outside of Matthew's home for hours in response 
to the video. So here's a recap of the protesters and his eventual arrest. It took all of this to get him removed. Here it is. Yeah, so he gave out his address. He told people pull up um, and they obliged. That was an invitation, okay? You cannot say trespassing when you invited individuals to your home. So those were his guests, ironically, based on law, he invited them. There's more, the, the drug offense was filed after mushrooms were discovered during a search of Matthew's home, according to officials. So recap of the prior incident where he admits to selling drugs, he admits to selling drugs and says the cops won't help his black neighbors here. I sell drugs, that's what I do, that's what I've always done around here. I stopped, went to prison three times. Now I have all the friends with the cops. If you guys wanna keep doing it this route, we're gonna go the legal route. You're not gonna get any help from the cops because they're my people, do you understand? Yeah. That's why you're not getting anything. That's, and I know that you've said that. The cops came down and told me, they said, what do you want us to do? So you can figure that out. We're not trying to cause you a problem. You're not trying to cause us a problem, right? I've never been trying to cause you a problem. Right. So there's no reason for the cops to come back around. We should be perfectly cordial, be able to have these conversations and be able to live around here with no problem. Yeah, but not what you're talking about. Oh, the cops aren't going to help you or calling my brother a I don't bother you. I don't calling do Calling your brother a yeah, you did do that. No, I said, now I'm going to call the cops like you. That's what I said. I didn't no. call your brother a I Everyone said, now here I go, looking like a calling the cops. This okay. is exactly what I said. Well, we all heard I, you. We all heard you? Every, we all heard it, yeah. Everybody outside. I couldn't believe it because I wasn't even in the argument. Right, and you weren't even there either. Yeah, and I, I called came my, outside up top. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. His mug shot again. Uh, the man went to the neighbor and said, listen here, listen, I sell drugs. That's what I do. He should have been arrested when the officer first responded. For some reason, he was not. It took an entire community to accept his invitation to come to his home before an actual investigation happened and he then got arrested. He now has eight years to serve four. If he messes up inside of prison, they can max that time to the eight year number. All right. Ricky, thoughts here. Yeah, they sent the police officers out, out from the Bible, Joe, went out there with all that patience or whatever, but they don't have that same kind of patience for African Americans. And um, he talked all that trash and gave out that address. And when they marched him out of the house, somebody had went to Dollar Tree and he hit, hit him in the head with a cheap soda pop, Dr. Thunder. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I saw the Dr. Thunder. <laughs> all right. I, you know, we don't, you know, condone violence, but that was funny. We don't. Right, we but don't, man. But, but yeah, so so now he's gonna do his time in prison. And I just love seeing justice uh, for people like that. You know that kind of behavior, that kind of racism or whatever. And it sends out a strong message to other people that have that in them. Yeah. Maybe work on themselves and, and get out of that because um, it, it's just not gonna go well for you. It's twenty twenty three, even though there's a lot of racism still going on or whatever. But Communities uh, on black folks are just not playing that. We're not taking it no more. And uh, this is not the 50s. You know, yep. you have the internet now, you're giving out your address, you vote or whatever. Folks showing up. Yeah, they're showing up. And, you know, the thing is, that community got together. They got rid of somebody who was a drug dealer, um, according to his own words. Uh, obviously, he was racist, according to his own rhetoric. Uh, and now that community has uh, been set free. From that kind of tyrant. All right, we got more. It made more. me feel good to see him get marched out of there. It was yeah, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, uh, you know, and the police marched him out probably for his protection at a point. Uh, but once they found all that, all the the illegal uh, substances that he admitted to having, uh, well, lights out. All right, yeah. we got more.
on the other side. Indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of comments. I can only read a few of them, but I appreciate every single one of you, all right? Okay, um, that's interesting. Biden flavor corn pop. I'm telling you, it's 40 plus years of corporate driven food deserts, pop tarts, sugar syrup, snacks, and sodas, um, taking up two, three hours with cheap prices while fresh foods are in tiny spaces at hugely inflated prices, along with drugs to kill the brain pain. Uh, that have created the monsters we now call Karens. <laughs> <clears throat> Donald James X, uh, she's about to pop an eyeball out. Yeah, Cyber Gothica. Uh, that Karen looks like a GTA NPC. Okay, David Morris, Karen alarmed him. Uh, and Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, we remember a lot of racist guys. Oh, this racist guy. That's right, it was that guy. <laughs> yeah. And let me go to Emore. I was gifted a membership by Kelvin Dow. Thank you so much for that, Kelvin. Uh, Scott Smith, member for 14 months. Read that one. Thank you so much. And uh, yep, she did. So Samalyn, the kind dragon arm. Did she just say, I hope your kids get cancer? She did. Nightmare 316. Oh my God, her shrieks brought, <laughs> brought in my dogs. LOL. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Um, you know, it's a serious situation, but I could tell you this was coming. Comedian Charleston White. Now I say comedian loosely, all right, because D.L. Hughley said, "Don't, don't embarrass the craft by calling it comedy." So I'm saying comedian because that's what the headline says, all right. Uh, Charleston White got into um, a scuffle. At a performance, I want to analyze this thoughtfully. Okay, so I'm going to show you the video, and then we'll get into it. Here it is. I got more video, put up the picture for a mask. When this first started, when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, okay, is this a skit? Once I realized it's not a skit, I'm asking another question. Um, where's the security, right? Uh, typically, you have a protocol for something like this. You clearly see there's a real engagement happening. It is about to turn violent. The man on stage has picked up a weapon, something to protect himself or to launch an offensive attack, right? So according to Complex, Charleston White performed in Crockett, Texas on Saturday night as part of a Christmas themed event he was booked for. During his set, White allegedly questioned the validity of the 2020 NBA Finals where the Los Angeles Lakers, two Lakers fans in the audience, did not seem to take kindly to White's commentary. White claimed that the man who was wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey, asked to come up on stage. He explained that he feared for his life at that moment, which he says caused him to hit him with um, the item you see on camera. So following the incident, uh, White would joke about pressing charges. So here's what he said afterwards. Boy, I'm pressing charges like a Man, I'm pressing charges. And then I'm taking my disability papers to the prosecutor's office so we can enhance the charges. Cause you jumped on a disabled person, a legally blind man. Now your attorney can go get the pictures all they want to and videos of me driving during this year. Uh-uh, he legally blind and you jumped on a disabled man. Boy, your charges go be enhanced like a and he a community activist, and he a youth advocate. Boy, your ass gonna be in trouble like a And boy, forget what, I'm gonna take this eye out. When it's time to come testify, I'm gonna feel my way around the courtroom. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna feel my way around the courtroom when it's up there. Say, yeah, say, they go hard, have the Bible out. Will you put your hand on the Bible? Yeah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, like I see this. Yeah, I sure the Bible right here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, there's nothing but the truth. So help you, God. Yeah, 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 I do. Uh, yeah, then when I get there, they go have the microphone right there to talk. Uh, I'm gonna be talking like this, like I'm talking on the microphone. Sure, the microphone right here. Oh, okay. I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Can you can you point him out? <laughs> can you spot him out? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be able to see it in with that. Can, can you see him? Yeah, that's him right there. <laughs> I thought you couldn't see. Uh, uh, he got that's the same silhouette. Yeah, yeah, that's the same silhouette. I, I I'll never forget that silhouette. <laughs> you know, the irony of of his video is that for me personally, that's the funniest. He's ever been to me like that was actually funny. Um, so he's he's making light of, and I said he's going to press charges. He he was able to create a narr a narration that provided some levity to the situation. But uh, you got to imagine that's a scary scene. Regardless of how it happened, you are in a scary situation at the end of that. Now, I don't condone anybody jumping on the stage. Now, if somebody throws a potted plant at you, you know, cause and effect can happen. So, Ricky, how do you see this? Yeah, you can't be throwing the poinsettias because there's a shortage on them. And our, our senior <laughs> citizen community was more upset about that poinsettia being thrown <laughs> than anybody. Because Dr. Richie, your grandmother and my grandmother do not play That's right. about, about those uh Pansettas and the chair thing only worked in the state of Alabama. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was Texas. <laughs> this uh, I I I just not, me personally as a comedian, I'm just not going to antagonize uh, anybody like that. Even if I get somebody drunk, Dr. Richie, I get them out by saying, hey, let, you come on over here. Let me get you back here to the dressing room so I can take some pictures with you. Make them feel like they're getting something special. But really yeah. what I'm doing is getting them out the audience so I can finish my performance. And I go back to the dressing room and take a picture or two with them and everybody's happy at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, I fear for his, for his safety. Uh, having that many enemies and going all over the country and you into it with rappers and stuff. I mean, I understand some of the things that he's trying to uh, communicate and uh, uh, say about the, the, you know some of the negative things that's going on in the community, but uh, I don't know if I would take that approach because I think I love my family enough not to have my family show up at my funeral because that right there will get you to an early grave because uh, the world is a bad place and he and that's that's dangerous. Yeah, I, like I said, at the end of that, that's a scary situation to be in, uh, and. Once you throw a pot at plant special poinsettia, man, you know. Yeah, and I didn't know as I was like, I like, man, wow, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, a whole lot. All right, um, hell of a thing. A security guard beats and drags a teenage girl during a game. I want you to put this picture up, full mass here. I'm gonna give you the background. Atlanta Black Star did a great job reporting this, the details. A security guard at Chicago's Thorn Ridge High School has now been fired after his physical altercation with a 15-year-old student, a girl. He and the school allege sped in his face during a school basketball game, okay? That's the allegation. The teen and her mother, however, tell a completely different story. And instead of the guard being fired, they want the security guard to be arrested. So the 15-year-old, um, till Shia Statham was hospitalized on Friday, December 1st. After the security guard grabbed her from the bleachers. Let's put up the picture. Uh, dragged her down, metal seating, and started beating her in front of everybody. Okay? So there's no ambiguity about what happened. Uh, it clearly was an adult male or an adult security guard fighting, beating a teenage student. The freshman says the guard asked her to take off her hoodie. 
She further alleges that the two exchanged words. She was asked to leave the game. I said, what do I have to leave the game for? Question mark. She asked him, according to her interview with Fox 32. That's when they all came up to the top of the bleacher. He was in my face screaming, and we were going back and forth. While in the hospital, doctors sent her to get several CT scans to check if she suffered any serious neurological injuries. Nothing was found, but the young girl did experience trauma, showing reporters that the guard ripped three braids from her scalp, leaving a bald patch. So the mother, let's put up the mother, um, her name is um, Tosha Statham, uh, wants the security guard arrested, uh, telling Fox 32, quote, what made you think it was acceptable to put your hands and feet on my child? Not one time, but several times adding, she has already filed a police report with the Dalton Police Department and pushed for charges to be filed against the guard. Um, Thornton Township High School District 205 released a statement that read in part, quote, during the incident, a student who was attending a basketball game allegedly spat in the face of a security guard when he attempted to escort her from the gymnasium. In response to this unacceptable behavior, the security guard reacted inappropriately, deviating from his training. The safety and well-being of students is our utmost priority. And any actions that compromise their welfare would not be tolerated, the statement read. According to the district, um, Prudential Security, uh, the vendor who supplied the school with the guard, quote, has taken swift action to, uh, by dismissing the security guard from his position effective immediately, we deeply regret any distress or harm caused to those those affected by this unfortunate event. Despite the firing of the guard, the school and district still held Toshia accountable for the alleged role in the altercation, suspending her for 10 days. The district did not provide video of the alleged um, spitting on the guard, nor did any student come forward with any footage that shows the act in question. All of the footage that was seen shows him pummeling the team interrupting the game and the crowd frantically dispersing. Let's put them up for a mask. You got Dr. Nathaniel Cunningham Jr. on the left, the superintendent of Thornton Township High School uh, and District 205. And then Dr. Justin Moore on the right is the principal of the actual high school. Uh, and let me say this very, very clearly. I'm a former high school teacher. There is absolutely no circumstance uh, for an adult to engage that way with a child, none. None. You are the professional for a reason. You are the adult for a reason. If it's retaliation, even if it's a police officer, we say no, you don't retaliate against somebody. You do not handle children that way ever, regardless of what you think may have happened. Now, there was no issue of self defense. There was no issue of we need to control an individual. Uh, this was a beating, according to everybody who provided statement, commentary, and also video. It was simply a person who got mad and decided to beat up a 15-year-old girl, okay? Pure and simple. Why has the security officer not been arrested? I guarantee you if that security officer was at, I don't know, Buckhead High, that security guard would have been arrested on the spot if he did that to a 15-year-old white child. But this is the dehumanizing dynamic. Everybody's acting as if we need to ask questions. We need to do an investigation. No. A grown adult beat up a 15-year-old child in front of over 100 people and did not get arrested. Understand? All right, we're going to stay on top of it. Ricky, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's really bad. Uh, 15 years old, and and again, here's another uh, young lady have to have that trauma for the rest of her life. Uh, uh, you know, and and then the thing about it is, you know, a, a party want to say the security guard should have. Call the police, but hell, that would have probably turned out worse if the wrong yeah, yeah. police officer come. You know, mm. so so it's like, how do you handle a situation like that? Hey, come on out, uh, call your mother, uh, or wish your mother non uh, number, give me your phone so I, can, I, I don't like like, but nothing justifies him grabbing her, taking her down the steps. Maybe maybe follow her to the car and see who pick her up and try to figure out or get another school official to come in contact with the parents. 
or whatever to let him, let them know that there was some uh behavior behavioral behavioral issues. And then what what is the issue with wearing a hoodie to a game? Exactly. That part. And and, uh, and what's uh, wrong hoodie? with it? What was the game? Uh, even if the game was on the inside or whatever, people wear their hoodie. I wear my hoodie. I wear my hoodie on the plane because the AC vent is right there. You know, like uh, everybody wear their hoodie. All athletes, black and white. Like, what is what is the deal with the hoodie? Yeah, um, you're absolutely correct. The whole cause and effect of this is ridiculous. A uh, hoodie. All right, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. You know, I want to say a big congratulations uh, to my dear friend Ricky Smiley and his son Malik, who just graduated college with. Honors, all right? So, this amazing opportunity is granted because of an amazing dad, like Ricky Smiley, leading the way. So, here's Ricky paying tribute on his program. I am so proud. Uh, I was feeling kind of some kind of way this morning. It was hard to get up this morning. It was one of those uh, crawl to the next day mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I'm glad I actually made it in. Uh, uh, our son, and, and uh, ladies, did you hear me say our? Mm -hmm. All the ladies that listen to the radio, did you hear me say our? I didn't say mine. Our son, uh, let's start using that word more. I learned that in family court. Not your son, not my son. It's our son. Uh, is graduating from Alabama State University on tomorrow. Uh, Malik Smiley. I got him on the phone. Hey, Mally. Yes, yeah, sir. What up, boy? Man, what's going on? Hey, you up early, yeah. early this morning? Are you are you excited? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. I know you are because you yeah. didn't word, word he didn't word me to death about his clothes, Brett. He got a nice little. I little know he got to be sharp now. Got to be sharp. <laughs> that's a that's a real day. Now here's the footage, uh, Ricky, of your son accepting. The conference of the degree. Here it is. Such a beautiful thing. Put up the picture of the family full man. Such a beautiful picture, beautiful family, beautiful occasion. And there's this congratulations, obviously, Ricky, that's in order. Uh, Ricky Smiley Morning Show, uh, you all paid great tribute to him. 2023 graduating class. Uh, now this is uh, your son joining the ranks of notable HBCU graduates like yourself, dear brother. So talk about the moment. Uh, the moment was 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 great, Dr. Richie. Thank you for doing that for him. I'm trying not to cry. Dr. Richie, you know it's been a rough year. Uh, yeah. I lost my oldest son, uh, uh, Brandon. And uh, when my son texted me and gave, with, with a graduation date, uh, I cried all day. And I just asked God to just allow me to see it. I need, I need something. I need, I need that, you know. Um, both of my kids graduated this year. My youngest daughter graduated Baylor. Uh, Baylor University, Aaron Smiley, who's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and then Malik graduated. Uh, it, it just it meant a lot. My son struggled with depression, my son anxiety, all of this stuff. He had all of these issues and still pushed through. And not only the issues, losing his brother, who he was raised in the same house with, and still pushed through. And now he's in graduate school, and then he's going to be going. To law school, and um, and he's excited about it. Uh, he's disciplined. Um, um, IMG Academy, Lyman Ward Military Academy. When I tell you his discipline is on point, never ask for a dime. Say, Dad, do you have any work for me? I need to. I need an extra three hundred dollars for this, that, or the other. And just the way he is and how he conduct himself. Yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, just the basic, fundamental, old school. Um, our parenting and I, and I was hard on him. I was really, really rough on him, probably uh, too rough on him, but it paid off. 
So thank you so much for saying what you, uh, for showing the video. And uh, it, it really mean a lot. It, it's emotional, it's, it's deep and it's emotional. And we appreciate people like you, fathers like you, examples like you said. And I think it's important we highlight these traditions in a way that typically will not be highlighted um, publicly. Uh, the reality yeah. is uh, you have adopted children, you have cared for the children, you have mentored children uh, into their absolute best selves. And, and this is another occasion of you uh, leading uh, one of your children uh, to follow in your footsteps. And they're going on to graduate school and law school and going to continue changing the world just like yourself. So dear brother, always good to have you on the program. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. I appreciate you, brother. All right, we got more. The bullpen is next.